Okay, all right. Welcome everyone out there um, to another film roundtable session. Um, we want to give a special shout out at the beginning of this to RE Rentals. They've stepped up as a sponsor for us in these discussions that we're having at the film roundtable. So lots of love for that. Uh, you know, they're recognizing uh, the conversations we're having and, um, you know, they're proud of that. So we thank them. Um, also, if you want to catch up on some episodes, always please go to filmroundtable.org. Uh, all of the episodes are in our vault there. This is episode number 15. And uh, something else that we've just started, all of the episodes are existing in podcast uh, form, which you can uh, you know, find us on iTunes or Spotify. So you can go and download just the audio version. So we've become a lot more mobile. So all these conversations that we've been having with these wonderful filmmakers, you can access and uh, listen to on the fly. Um, I want to just give a little introduction to everyone that we have today. We have uh, Gia Coppola. Say hello to the world out here. Um, we've got uh, Autumn Arakpa, Autumn, say hello to us out here. Um, we've got Max Mingella. There's Max. And we've got a re returning friend of ours that uh, hopefully in the roundtable community we know, uh, Jody Lee Lipes. Jody, say hello to us out there. Thank hello. you. Um, so first of all, I want to give you guys all the virtual clap out because you can't hear all the people out there who are cheering for you at this moment. So I will clap for them. Um, so just before we begin, um, we're all present here. And once again, the idea of the film roundtable started uh, during the COVID lockdown when a lot of our fellow filmmakers were, you know, all sitting at home together. So we always feel that it's very important to discuss where COVID is globally in the United States as of today. Um, so first off, worldwide COVID deaths were at 1.1 million um, around the world and 214,000 in the United States alone. Um, also, in addition, we still have protests that are going on around the country and around the world, and they'll probably be increasing, to be honest with everyone, within the next month as this country heads towards uh, the election. So we also would like to honor all of our black and brown brothers and sisters, as well as our First Nation brothers and sisters whose lives have been taken by the hands of police brutality and other violent acts of violence here and around the world. Um, as, as with every episode, we'd like to start out first with just a moment of silence. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone. That means a lot to the people in our roundtable community. Um, so uh, since you guys are all such good friends, I'm going to bow out of here and uh, let Jody lead this discussion. Uh, you don't need me here anymore. Um, so it was great meeting all of you. Um, and once again, thank you all for coming on to a roundtable session. So um, Jody, it's uh, all yours to take, my friend. All right. <laughs> take care, everybody. Okay. So Autumn, um, do you want to say your name for everybody? Because I think they got a little changed by accident. You want to just tell everyone <laughs> how you pronounce your name? Is muted. Oh, are you muted, Autumn? All of a sudden? <laughs> uh -oh. 
Awesome. Oh yeah, now you're back. Okay. Autumn Durald Arkapaw. That's better. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so since this is supposed to be about um, collaborations, I thought it'd be good to start um, just by talking just uh, first you and Gia, how you guys met or heard of each other or just what the beginning of your relationship was and then like what happened and how it developed and um, what you've done together. Whoever wants to start. Um, well, I met Autumn because I was doing a, a test film for Palo Alto to kind of prove that I could do it. And, um, and I had this other guy on like just doing it with a bunch of friends and this other DP that I kind of convinced that if he would do it for me for free, then um, I would give him the job if it turned into a feature. And then he had like a pickup day for some other big movie and he had Autumn come in for that, for that one day. And I just fell in love with her and then she got the, the job. <laughs> the guy disappeared. Yeah, that was, we did, we shot a soccer scene. So the first day we met, I met her at a soccer field. We were shooting like actually from the movie, a scene where the girls were playing soccer practice. Mm -hmm. It's in the trailer, yeah. right? Yeah, that scene, yeah. But what we shot was like on a 5D. Um, She's gone now. We lost your picture all of a sudden, Autumn, but... Oh, that was on a 5D, really? Wow. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. The test film, the test film, we just all did it with a 5D and my friends. Yeah. Right, and then, but then you re... Did you reshoot that? Okay, I see. Yeah, we reshot it. Um, and then, yeah, we just did a ton of stuff, actually, in between when that movie started, like fashion stuff and videos and just stayed friends and the rest is history. It's just yeah. funny because, um, yeah, that was how many, 2011? Oh, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, 2011, maybe? Yeah. Um, and why, like, why do you guys work together? <laughs> I just, sorry, this is like, you, I, you know me, I'm just like getting laughing. Um, well, I, I guess why I find all of you so interesting, it's just, it makes sense. You know, you find these people in your life that help you grow and you're friends with and you'd hang out with them outside of work um, and they make you better people. Um, and so it kind of, and you, and you only figure this out after working with them a few times and then also hanging out with them. But then, you know, obviously Max and Gia and I are friends and then you're, you, you know, Gia and your friends. And it's been really great. I think the past probably four years, I've just been able to keep the same kind of circle of friends and work consistently with people. But it's just, you know, her and I, I think we have the same taste in visuals. And, um, you know, she, she just, she trusts me. So then you're able to grow. Um, and same with Max, working with Max is a similar thing where you're, you're given this trust by somebody um, to collaborate and bring stuff to the table. And it just feels good, right? You know, it's, it, it makes you a better DP. And sometimes that trust and that collaboration can't be there um, and it makes it more difficult. So I find that I tend to say yes to those types of projects and work with those types of people. Mm -hmm. so, makes it better for everybody, really. And Max, how did you guys meet? What was um, the beginning of your 
Autumn and I meeting was very much related to her work with, with Gia. I've been sort of looking for, for a DP for a movie that I, I never ended up making, but it was that period of time, like 2013, 2014, when there was like a very uniform, very tasteful, but very uniform look to independent film. You know, it was like a lot of like shallow focus behind people's heads. You know, that's like all the movies started to kind of look the same. And I saw Gia's movie, an early cut of Gia's movie, and it just looked so different. Um, it looked, it had a, it was vivid, it had a real point of view. So, I mean, I still think it's one of the most beautifully shot movies I've ever seen. Um, and it just had such a profound effect to me. And I found out the budget of the movie was like, I mean, Gia, you can tell me, but I think it's like 500 grand. It was like nothing. Yeah. Um, and it just made me even more impressed, I think, by Autumn's work. And then we got together and hung out and we shot a little music video together that went very well. Um, and there was something, yeah, I think Autumn's got a really interesting, I mean, Gia just talked about this too. Autumn's got a very interesting personality on set. She has a very, like, she's very open as a person. She's very vulnerable as a person. And it's like a, it leads to quite um, an intimate collaboration, I would say, right? It's like I really, the movie that I made of also, I really feel like we made the movie together. And um, yeah, so like what, what do you guys think like um, you need from the other person? Like, what do you think you're like, that you like need someone to fill out about yourself? You know, it's like when I work with certain people, it's like, I know that they're going to kind of take the lead about certain things and they're more comfortable about certain things or certain things just come naturally to them. And obviously like different directors need different things, different DPs need different things. Like, what do you think? How do you kind of work together in that way? I mean, I can say, I mean in, in the case of Autumn and I, it's very, very straightforward. I'm obsessed with framing and Autumn's obsessed with light. And I know nothing about light. I mean, just absolutely nothing. Um, and she's sort of a master of light. Uh, it's just, she sort of sees the world through this prism of, of, of lighting. That's sort of, I really believe that's the lens through which she kind of... Um, sees every part of her day and I'm just obsessed with how something is positioned and and it's just a very it's just a very harmonious uh, thing I think that like it's sort of our strengths are in different places and our interests are in different places and it kind of turns into a, an ideal companionship does that make sense yeah yeah definitely I feel like that's a good question to ask in an interview what you just asked Jody because it's something that you don't ask when you meet like a new collaborator, but like, I, but I want to hear what Gia says because I feel like Gia is different. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know. I mean, Autumn, Autumn's very decisive though, which is something I really need. Um, but I mean, our communication, I feel like is very telepathic. Like she just knows what I'm looking for without having to say it, um, which is what I really look for in collaborators in a way. Um, and I don't know, it's a lot of just like sharing imagery and, and kind of also a lot of like, I think what people don't know about Autumn is that she just loves like 
trashy TV and movies. And so a lot of the references are just like Twilight and Transformers. And oh, whoa, whoa. Actually, that stuff's really good. <laughs> we all have pretty lowbrow taste. I think that's one of the things we all have in common. Yeah. Yeah. We all like trash, for better or I'm like trying to tell Autumn to watch um, some like old, old Japanese film and then she never watches it and then I tell her to watch um, Kissing Booth and then instantly, like within minutes, she's, she gives me her feedback. Why, why is that, Autumn? Oh my god. Why is that? I don't know, I mean we work, you know, we, we all work in film and there, I guess there are just times in your life where you need to just zone out and check out and maybe feel a bit good or, you know, watch something that can be digested simply instead of like, you know, analyzing the cinematography and the story. Mm -hmm. That sounds awful. But yeah, I think these days right now during COVID, I was definitely not watching any Japanese or Korean cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but then Max sent me like when when we were first talking about Team Spirit, he sent me the Katy Perry documentary. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a really good documentary. And so he was sending it as a reference and I was like giving him shit for it because I was like, I'm not gonna watch that next. And then I watched a little bit of it and I was like, oh, this is not bad, okay. And so Max, like you also work and have worked with, you know, really important directors as an actor as well. Like, how do you think that that affects um your outlook as a as a director or like how you maybe communicate with the dp or what you need from a dp or like do you think it does make a difference in any way like coming no, from that I wish, honestly the, the honest answer is i wish i sort of absorbed more from those people um and you know my father was a director and i often get asked like you know god you must have learned so much growing up on set and the, you know, the truth is i wasn't observant um, I would say the one part of the process that I was exposed to a lot in my youth, um, just by proxy, was editing. Mm. You know, I spent a lot of time in post-production because I wasn't really allowed to leave school um, and go to set. But I was, you know, often around for ADR and watching just multiple, multiple, multiple cuts of movies at a very you know, young age. So I think, again, for better or worse, that's how I sort of like look at everything. I really sort of work from the edit backwards and that's the part of the process I'm most comfortable with. Um, and I think as a result, it, it can sometimes be a little sort of like, there's handcuffs that come with that too. Um, but I, in terms of like the filmmakers I've been lucky enough to work with, the most important thing is and I, I need to work on this, is, is grace. You know, it's like the best people, the most talented people, the most successful people are always the kindest, I think. They're always the most professional, the most benevolent, the most patient. Um, and it's often the less talented people who are more insecure and aggressive and all those things. So um, the one, the one is a boring answer, but the, tr the truth is the one thing I'm, I'm always trying to get better at. I'm working with, you know, Lizzie Moss right now is directing The Hammer's Tale. Um, and she, I was really thinking about last night, she's just an exemplary leader in a way that I'm not, you know what I mean? Like she just has a way on a set that's so, um, 
it, it, there's a real kind of kindness and interest in everybody. And, um, and she's, done, she's very professional. She's always extremely prepared. She cares about people's schedules. She cares about people getting home for Thanksgiving weekend. Um, all of these things are, you know, as important to directing, I think, as the craft of it. So that's the side of it I'm really interested in sort of working on better. Yeah. And do you, Autumn, do you feel that with Max, like that his focus on editing and his focus on those things when you're working together, like, do you think that is something that you see and like have to kind of adjust to or like is like part of the, you know, the process? Yeah, I mean, he, I, I've said this before, is like very, very specific. Um, like he, the, the film that we did, he had it in his mind's eye for so long and knew exactly what he wanted, what it, mm-hmm. what it, you know, the framing, certain shots that we would um, compose and, you know, like transition shots and moving shots. But yeah, I, I'm glad he brought up the editing thing because it's really interesting. I mean, all directors, like, the, you know, some like to find it in the edit, some know ahead of time some are you know a little bit of both but yeah he's very good at kind of already knowing what he needs for something so when we're shooting it makes everything so economical right you're not really pounding something out you know forever and you know it's being like massaged and it takes too much time it's like very specific so and and our on our schedule and on our um, budget and stuff I thought what we were able to do was really great because you know having that kind of uh, knowing beforehand what you want makes those types of films so much easier. Um, yeah. I would, I would ask you too the same thing because you've worked in that kind of realm as well. And I'm just wondering if that's what you've had in some of them too, where someone does know exactly what they're looking for. And then there's the other hand where you're finding it a bit more, which is fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, for me, probably like, I think, the most exciting part about being a DP is thinking about editing while I'm shooting and like feeling like I have a, a sense of the rhythm of it or like um, that I can like feel it or I can kind of see how it might go um, and, ha- and talk about that with the director um, or the producer or whoever. And um, yeah, that's exciting to me. And then I think like, la- you know, last year, what I, I was doing, I know this much is true, is very much like not something that you could really even be thinking about. It's just, too, it was too like crazy, you know? Um, and so I had to kind of like turn that off a little bit with Derek, the director who, you know, very much comes from an editing background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was about like using other muscles, I think, um, which took a little getting used to because you kind of have to like let go of it and just be like okay like this is the shot like I'm doing this shot um and not think of it as like the p- a piece of a puzzle as much mm-hmm. um and, and Gia so you also work as a photographer mm-hmm. and do you feel like that affects your process as a director too or not at all um yeah I mean I I studied photography in college and then I just kind of wanted something to challenge myself more. So then filmmaking just kind of felt like an extension of that, but with more, you know, challenges and more people to bounce off of and it's less lonely. Um, But when I do photography, just like 
on the side, I'm always using it as like an experiment to either get to know maybe an actor or um, like what are things that I'm inspired by and like kind of play with it in that space. But um, I feel very comfortable with photography, but I don't know like anything about like the camera that you guys use. And I know that's very different. So sometimes I'll show like Autumn or something mm -hmm. in the picture and she's like, no, that's not. <laughs> but I think it's similar to Max where I like feel very um, um, inspired or I really focus a lot on like composition and, and that sort of stuff and then like it's it's like with Autumn who focuses so much on lighting like it's a good kind of thing to bounce off of and mm -hmm. um, did you guys feel like the because you've made two films together now was there a shift between those movies? Was the dynamic the same on mainstream as it was on Palo Alto? Or, you know, time had passed, did you feel like there was something that shifted? Um, we, I mean, no, Autumn's like my best friend. So in terms of us together, it's, it's, it's always the same. I mean, we, we talk to each other like every week pretty much, but, um, the Palo Alto was like non-union and mainstream was union, but like in less days. And so there was a lot of different challenges, but with like every film, you're just trying to use new muscles and learn more about how to get better at the craft. But, um, and, and, and this mainstream is so tonally different than Palo Alto. So visually we talked about a lot of different kind of styles and how like, you know, a lot of steady cam, which we didn't do, I don't think at all on Palo Alto. Um, so, yeah. um, but it's fun to think about that, like, here's a different beast and how are you going to execute it? Yeah, I feel like, well, there's so much space between those two and we have grown so much, I think, as like just filmmakers since then, like just doing whatever projects, whether it's commercials or other little narrative stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it felt way more like adult, obviously, because when we made Palo Alto, we were just like, it was scrappy. Like, you know, we were with a bunch of really cool kids running around. I mean, it still felt like a film, but I would say that that experience was definitely why that film probably is so touching is because it was actually made, I felt like by, by kids, you know, people that were young and free feeling and um, just expressing themselves like while we were showing, um, while we were shooting. But yeah, mainstream was just a different beast, like at, at a different time. So um, yeah, they're just so different. And we're, I know it's kind of weird because not very many people have seen it yet because it hasn't come out yet. But for mainstream, like where, where did that film come from? Like when I saw it, I thought of network, but I don't know if that's like way off be like an updated idea of network but i don't know if that's really off base from what you wanted it to be you know no that's cool i i actually fell in love with this film based in the crowd that's sort of like the 1950s version of network mm -hmm. um and when i'd seen that it just felt really relevant of like this sort of transition of radio to television and we were sort we're sort of in this space of the transition into the internet the internet and like how do you find how can you be cinematic in that in mm -hmm. that new kind of medium 
Um, and then, you know, from there, I started to segue into more kind of satires about, you know, that that's kind of subject matter and network is one of them. Also, I love like broadcast news. and mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And what did you, what was the beginning of that process for you guys? Like I know there's, when I look back at films that I've done or like TV shows that I've done, there's like a, I remember like one or two ideas that like right off the bat were part of what the story meant to the director. And like that started like my work and like influencing how I was approaching it. Did you guys, was there something at the beginning that you kind of knew about it that kind of like stayed the whole time through editing? Um, Visually or otherwise? I I think this one kept evolving. Like facing the crowd was sort of always my like guiding light, but. um, Did you watch it, Autumn? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think she watched it. If I send her an Instagram picture, she'll look at it. Yeah. Did you read the script, Autumn? <laughs> read the script? Does anyone read the script anymore? Really? You guys read the script? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. beautiful, a beautiful looking movie. I know not a lot of people have seen it yet. It's such a, it's such a like, um, I begged Gia, begged Gia, begged Gia, begged Gia to let me see it, and um, just so like it's so it's so cool because it's really different for Autumn too. Like it's very different for both of them, but it's also really a different look for Autumn. The movie's so like powerful and memorable. It's really stayed with me. Um, it's just because people see it. <laughs> no, um, I, that one evolved. I would say, yeah, evolved. yeah. And, but she she sends me like, same with Max. It's like, they're just so good about what they like and very, very specific taste-wise. And I'm just into everything that they're into pretty much, even if they make fun of me and some of the stuff I'm like, yeah. But, um, you know, they send send me stuff all the time, both of them, I think. And And I really like that because I feel like, you know, there are other people and you probably know, Jody, where they were like, okay, what, what do you think? What do you think? Like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know what you think. And I don't mind that either, but I would say that I, I definitely like to start somewhere. Like if someone is sending me something original to look at and they want to start, you know, sending me images before I would make a lookbook, I do enjoy that because sometimes when I make a lookbook, I tend to kind of recycle the same things, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the same things over and over visually. Um, but yeah. We're all guilty of that, I think, right? We all have this kind of fairly minute frame of, <laughs> frame of reference. It's also like there's that weird period of time in your youth where I feel like, you know, whenever anybody ever asks you, what's your favorite movie? I always go to like the same three movies from, you know, 2005 or something. Like for whatever reason, it's like some kind of pocket of time when you relate those answers. And I too like wish sometimes that I had a wider i don't know like a wider library or archive especially with like music you know the older you get you just listen to less and less music (laughs) and music's really helpful like music really is you know inspiring and i just i'm still listening to like you know jonas brothers i haven't got anything new 
uh, old Jonas Brothers, not even new Jonas Brothers. That's one thing about Max is he loves his pop. <laughs> well, you were saying like that they both send you stuff like what stuck, like what stuck for teen spirit, what stuck for mainstream that you were like, Oh, this is like, was there ever a moment where you're like, Oh, this is, this is right. Like I'm going to sort of build off of this or was there an idea that you, um, I don't know, that like got you excited or like clicked for you. Doesn't have to be, there isn't always, but. Yeah. No, I, I, I always bring it up because it was something that I was like, huh? You know, when he, he sent me that doc, the Katy Perry documentary. Mm-hmm. I think someone has also told me this recently when I was um, interviewing with them about how that film feels like you are with um, Elle. You, you feel like you're traveling with her, and mm-hmm. you know, some handheld and steady cam work, but um, like, obviously I connected with her character and you know, it was a beautiful experience and then you know following her around and moving around with her handheld was something that I love to do but that's really where that reference that he sent me came from it's like observing a gr- observing observing a girl that's kind of evolving but um you know that the camera work in that is similar um in a sense even though it's a doco so that that always stuck with me because that was something that I like scoffed at when he sent it as a joke but then I think now if you watch it it feels like it feels you feel like you're with her traveling and then with Gia she sent me so much stuff from Instagram like she'd been sending me because she's been working on that movie for so long um she's just so great about being specific in the kind of really crafty like obscure shit that she likes that's so out there that I would never see otherwise and she just always is like sending it to me you know um just randomly right so it's like even if we weren't going to shoot that for two years she would send me something that had to do with it so I have like mm-hmm. a big folder and um I think that was the thing like she sent me a lot of random like YouTube videos um about just crazy nutty stuff that people were doing or like videos with filters on them and textures and saying like I want to do something like this you know I want to do something that looks like this or can you recreate this color and um so for that, for mainstream, I think a lot of my reference doesn't come from films. It comes from like the stuff she was sending me online mm-hmm. Yeah, that we all look at every day, but she's very specific about like yeah. what she does. And it just kind of like washes every year. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, she's, she's a huge weirdo, so people don't know that. But right, right. She's a weirdo, so. I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, you know as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we've been talking a little bit about just why you guys – work together and you know and um how you like have chosen to work together but like how do you decide what you're gonna do like what your next project is gonna be or like where you want to go because like I, I really admire Gia in particular like how different your films are from each other and like I always think of that as being like the mark of someone who's like really trying to like experiment but also like not get kind of you know wedged into this particular thing but like can make different kinds of movies that has different perspectives um so i'm just curious like how do you guys decide what you're going to do next like in the long form world um i just follow what i'm craving um i think after palo alto it seemed like everyone really was trying to find the next sort of teen movie to do. And I just felt like I did that. And it doesn't feel like 
a challenge anymore. And um, uh, I want to challenge myself in a new way. And I was very, you know, that movie Facing the Crowd really stayed with me. And I, I felt like um, connected to it in, in some form. And I wanted to, you know, challenge myself and experiment and understand also this, this new medium that I felt very like kind of alienated about. And that was sort of my catharsis of, mm -hmm. of trying to like understand this, this world. And now that I immersed myself so much into it, like I want the polar opposite. It was like very bombastic and bright. And now I just want something like very quiet and like not of the, like present era. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, it's kind of like countering whatever you just went through, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. you, Max, because I feel like you, you're so diverse in your likes. I mean, very similar answer, I'd say. I just, it's, it's sort of like, what's the movie that you wish you could watch that isn't out there kind of thing? Mm. That's sort of what it is. It's like, I watch too much stuff. I spend most of my free time just watching. That's sort of how, I, you know, that's my version of socializing. <laughs> and so at some point you run out of stuff to watch and often that's where, that's what breeds creativity for me often. It's like, ah, just, I need a new movie to pull up the shelf that I'm excited about. Um, what would I like to watch right now? You know, that's sort of where it starts is, is what would I, what would I wish was on the screen? And normally when I'm writing, I do, I've got a projector at home. I normally try and sit in front of the screen and do a very literal <laughs> visualization of, of what do, what do I wish was in front of me? Um, but I think like all of us, it's, it's, um, we all have pretty versatile taste. I mean, Jody, you worked, I was looking over your credits again today, and it's just sort of this extraordinary, um, extraordinary list of credits, but also so different. Everything's so different. You're a very sort of versatile filmmaker. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I totally. Sorry, I, I think you cut out for a second. You're just clearly not limited by like one kind of idea or like one kind of taste, um, and I think we're all the same too. It's like, it's like lots of different kinds of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I always, um, I remember when like I was a little kid and thinking like, oh, that person likes like that kind of music and that kind of music. Like that's so interesting. That's so cool. And I feel like just as I've gotten older, it's just more and more what I think is cool is people have like very diverse interests and in things and can make very diverse kinds of things. Um, and it, it, it's sort of like, I sometimes feel like um, if someone doesn't evolve that it sort of, it can just become stale at a certain point. So, yeah. What about, what about you, Autumn? What's your, how do you decide what you're doing next? Um, I mean, I think it's funny because this talk kind of came up because I, Jody was doing a talk and I was like, oh, I'd love to do a talk with you, Jody. And then it, it evolved into what it is today. But I I really enjoy working with my friends. Like, you know, you're, Jody's a DP, but he also directs. But it's like, I would shoot for Jody because like, it's just, I think when I choose projects, if my friends call, then it's, it's kind of at the top of my list, you know? Um, obviously you have to evolve and meet new people. Um, and that's happening now. And I'm on a project now and I'll, you know, do something next that will be with new people. But um, I tend to work with my friends more, I think. Um, and maybe, maybe sometimes that's 
a negative because maybe you're not, you know, um, working as much, but I also have a family, so that plays a big part in it. Um, Autumn's hard to get. Autumn's hard to get. She's like but a yeah. busy in Christendom. I don't know what she's talking about, not working so much. You're always shooting. Always. Both of Gia and Autumn are always shooting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it just seems like it goes by, but then I'm, I'm always on set with someone I'm laughing with or having fun with that's a friend. Whether it's like the director's new, I guess it's my crew. I, I, I tend to work with the same crew. I love my crew. Um, Max knows that. Like, we just have fun. Like, on our sets, we have a great time. And um, yeah, I think I learned so much. Um, the last two films, like, with, it's funny because I learned the film I've learned the most on is Max's film. And then doing Gia's film, I learned the second most. And it, it came. What did you learn? Well, I think with Max, it, it was a huge thing. Trust was so huge with me because he is so lovely in choosing the right collaborators and the heads of department that he can trust that we'll all work together. I think I've said this a few times um, and it's different with G and I because we, the production designer, I think stayed the same and then it changed but it was like one of our friends that we ended up going with that we liked. But Max had me um, interview a couple production designers or like speak to them before he made his decision and he had someone that he really liked. And then, so he said, okay, why don't you talk to these few people? And then afterwards you let me know who your favorite is. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And I thought that was so amazing because it's such a huge collaboration with the production yeah. designer. That's great. So fucking huge. And he's the first person that I've ever had do that. And then it was the same person, obviously like, I was like, well, I like that one the best. And he's like, so, you know, obviously, so did I. <laughs> so, and she was fantastic, and you know, and, and also the costume designer. So, um, yeah, I feel a like a lot of it is luck, though. And I do think it's sort of a bizarre thing you do, where you're hiring often a head of department based on one meeting or one conversation, and then you you sort of forget you're really going to like war with this person, and you barely know them honestly, going into it. You really don't. And so much of it is instinct. And sometimes you get it wrong. You know, it's like you get you, nine times out of 10, you hopefully get it right, but there's going to be some mistakes. And it's, I don't know if anybody I know has ever worked on a production where there isn't at least one sort of rotten egg. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always like one person who's like, fuck, I wish this person wasn't here. Uh, <laughs> normally I'm right now. Um, but it's like, uh, it, you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, 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 it's hard to get it right every time and it's very odd. It's like a it's like speed dating when you're hiring a crew. Um, the editor, I mean, my God, I remember meeting my editor on Team Spirit, which is a movie we edited on and off for a year. This guy I just never met before, like just showed up at my house, you know, with like a bunch of laptops. It was like, I'm moving in. And like, thank God I loved him. But it could have been a nightmare had we not gone along. It's such a, like huge amount it's like quarantining with somebody <laughs> then you fire them yeah g is very g is much tougher than i am i'm terrified of confrontation but g is like ruthless Movie uh, i find a lot of that, like when there's people that i don't work well with um sometimes i like years later i look back and think like oh, that was also my fault and like i'm better at dealing with it now for having gone through a film with them and i feel like you kind of learn as you go 
to identify it's like oh this might be this kind of person or they might you know react this way to this and you can kind of like head it off a little bit more the more you the, you know experiences you've had collaborating with people um yeah so it's my, it's my fault too but um <laughs> yeah so there, i also i have a question here um about sort of like how challenging it can be to stay with a project from like sitting in front of your television looking at the blank screen as you do max like till you know it's done and like mm -hmm. how that can take years and years and years um so the question is about like how do you maintain like the interest in that or like the motivation or the motivation to uh keep going I remember there was a David O. Russell, I heard him like in a Q&A and someone asked a similar question and he was like, it's like eating the same meal every day and just crying and saying how much you love it and just keep shoving it into your mouth. And I was like, oh, I, I can relate. <laughs> and I think it's there, you reach a sort of point where it's just like, you're, it's just monotonous, but you just have to kind of get through it and um, try to you know, leaning on friends is also really helpful to kind of get more perspective. But it's, it's torturous, but it's also kind of the best thing ever. Yeah, I, I, I always equate it to urinating, weirdly. I'm always just like, it's, you, you just need to get it out of your system at some point. It's, it's, that's the only way I can describe it. At a certain point, you're literally just bursting and you're like, I, it, it, you, it only takes so long, especially for Gia and I, I think we both have this in common of we tend to percolate. Um, and by the time you get to delivering the baby, um, you just want it done. It's almost like all of the ceremony is sort of taken away by that point and it's just almost becomes like a biological need. Good question. Uh, Autumn, do you ever, do you have any feelings like that working as a DP or you're just like, am I going to be able to like keep it going for this whole thing? Do you ever feel that way? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, filmmaking's hard. It's like, that's what I was saying. It's like you have to pick your, your comrades wisely, right? Because, but also I think like arguing with your comrades too, it's like, I, that gets me through it because I think if it's just all lovely and it's mm -hmm. like too easy like I don't really that's not really my jam I wouldn't say that I've ever done a film where it's just like been so easy and and so lovely and everyone's just great and there's no rotten egg um but yeah it's hard to get through but um like I said if it's the right group of people then it makes it so much easier but I, I don't like envy their process because you just you shoot it and then you leave it with them right and you're like okay you guys figure it out hopefully these beautiful images are what you want and hopefully the story works but um yeah they both do such a good job at that because they care a lot um, they're very caring both directors yeah i definitely feel like it's easier to kind of make it through as a dp which is just not as long of a road you know but like, I, I feel like when, when you're directing something or writing something, it's, there's such a long period of time where you're kind of like getting it to a place where you even know if it is going to be made or it could be made that in that 
process, you kind of can feel whether you're going to be able to make it through before you actually start making it. Mm. And like, if there isn't something uh, innately like personal about it, like something that's about you, like it, it's not going to make it, you're, you're not going to make it through, you know, like you have to have that kind of thing that you're, that comes from you and, and that ultimately you're kind of like exercising. Um, and, but then it's kind of like, mm-hmm. when is it exercise? Cause then you're done and you don't, you know, like you're just sick of it at that point. Um, the form of exorcism. Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, someone else also asked, um, they want to know what comes naturally to you guys as, directors and also to you, Autumn, as a DP, um, like what feels easy to you or effortless in your job? Like what's the thing like, you know, I can do that. Like that's my thing. Hmm. Dangerous question. <laughs> sort of hard to answer that question and not sound like a terrible person. So I'm just going to refrain from asking. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that feels easy in this job. But is there anything that you're like more like, for example, like as an actor, Max, like, are you more comfortable directing actors or like, do you Mm. feel like the opposite? Good question. Yeah. No, I don't feel comfortable directing actors um, at all. No, that's a good point. No, I I mean, I I would say, I can say the thing I'm least good at. I'll do that. Um, The (laughs) thing I'm good at, I think, is people management Mm. Um, and running a well, I agree to disagree. Um, I think that that's the thing I would, I really want to work on better is, is you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an only child and that sort of manifests itself, you know, on set a little bit. Um, so that's the thing I know I'm not good at. How, how so? Uh, you know, you want people to feel excited and like, you know, that, that kind of up energy you can probably tell from talking to me now for you know 20 30 minutes so like i just don't have that oh that's like i think really useful you know i, I admire that so much in filmmakers and then gia's got like but gia's very cool like gia's cool so she has that going for her so like i think people want to make gia happy for the, you know a different reason i don't have either of those things going <laughs> going for me um so it's like <laughs> I, I honestly relied on my producers, both of my producers a lot on our film, the film Autumn I made to kind of, you know, drive the ship a little bit to motivate people and get people pumped up because um, it's hard for me to manifest that kind of energy. But I, I think it's important energy to have actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, that's fascinating to me that you are saying you're not good at directing actors or you're not confident in your ability to direct actors. What, like, tell, tell me more about that. I'm very curious about that. Cause I always feel like I, for me, that's like one of the scariest things about directing. Right. But I always feel like, Oh, well, like if I, what, if I had been on stage more, it would be easier for me to communicate. Um, I would, I would be able to identify with the, person that I'm speaking to in a way where like they know I know how they feel to a certain extent you know well I would say I really trust the actors I really believe in casting um I I really you know I spend a lot of time thinking about that and I'm pretty 
you know, I'm in development or something right now. And I know I'm not easy in that stuff because I really think it's important. Um, and I think it's like most of making stuff, right, is a balancing act. You know, just trying to keep something in the right place. And every piece of casting is like a loud noise in like one direction. And you're just trying to always keep something harmonious and um, in line with one another. And so I, I really try and hire the right people and then I really trust them to, to, to do their work and also try and give them the space to do their work and time to do it. Um, but I'm not super interested in being didactic with them. And I guess I'm a, it's a little bit because I don't think I'm an actor. You know, my, I've, I've acted for a long time, but I'm not very autonomous of my instruments. And therefore, I guess I'm cynical that other people are either. And therefore, I, I sort of like the idea that stuff is going to happen and it's going to be a little bit chaotic. Um, and I want it to be a little bit chaotic. And you're tr as much as I can give the actors the opportunity to fail, you know, then I, I think they'll, they'll probably do some pretty exciting work. But I don't think, on our movie anyway, I love every single performance. I take zero credit for any of them. They really directed themselves. <laughs> we just made sure they had some takes to play around, you know. <laughs> Gia, you're probably very good at talking to actors. I know you are, because I've seen it in the documentary of Palo Alto, like everyone's swooning. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that was just a bunch of kids at my level. <laughs> Uh, no, that's the scariest part, but that's the part I'm most intrigued by, like the camera element. I feel, you know, I trust Autumn. She can do what she wants. Like, like that, that dynamic with the, the actor and, you know, figuring out the story is this so hard and, and um, how, how to talk to an actor so that they feel comfortable and, and get what you feel is right um, is always something I'm constantly trying to learn and figure out. Yeah. And what do you, what do you feel? So nothing's easy, but like, what, what do you like about the job or like, what, what do you know you're going to be able to pull off or like what, I don't know. Um, I know, I know you're, you, you know, you're good at things. I'm just curious, like what, like are, there's things you're afraid of doing, like everyone is in every job on a film. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you, what do you feel like more confident about? Um, I mean, I guess with like working with Autumn and like people that I feel close and comfortable with, like then that becomes fun. And when you kind of get in that stride yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, this, this feels right. This is like what those little moments are kind of what you strive for and um yeah. uh and then, and um, yeah i mean it's hard and and it feels like you're just getting punched in the face every day but um it it uh it's also you, you grow so much and and i was talking to my grandma about this actually i don't know if she might be listening but um we were saying because she had made her movie her first feature at 80 and i was just making my first feature at like 26 but we were like in very different generations and experienced very different things but in the same sort of boat and we were saying like you get this kind of high from having so many challenges and life experiences in this short amount of time and you learn so much about yourself and like become stronger that um 
like you get become you kind of become addicted to like wanting to keep evolving yourself and, and exploring yourself. Um, and the trauma. And the trauma. You kind of get addicted to the trauma. Yeah. Sometimes they say I'm addicted to chaos. <laughs> Good thing. Mm. Um, uh, I know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question? Oh. No. <laughs> How did you and Autumn meet? Because I think it's really sweet that you guys are generous with your directors and not territorial. <laughs> Actually, that's a good comment. Jody. That's because Jody's just awesome, and everybody that knows Jody loves Jody. I love Jody. Yeah, all my friends love Jody. Um, we met through right our agent, right, Jody? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Well, my my European agent, who was Jody's agent in America for a while before she created a European agency, and I forget why she connected us, but she she connected us because she knew we would like each other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's amazing. And then we were friends on email. And we, and we met at a movie that Doug did. Right? Doug was the AD. My favorite movies of all yeah. time. City yeah. of Z. That's right. Um, it was a yeah, Q&A. We and I didn't have a yeah, we went to the movies together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I introduced <clears throat> him to Gia. Um, and, yeah, the rest is history really but I, I i agree with you um gia because i feel like in our industry and max is also lovely with this um people introduce people and are very giving with um their creative partners and want people to help each other and there's the other side of it where people are very competitive right and don't want to help other people um and i find that yeah um i would put all the people on this call in the wanting to help other people category. Yeah, I think more than the way that we collaborate probably the most, I guess, is because I trust you more than anyone in terms of crew, um, mm -hmm. like who you surround yourself with. And I feel like we work with a lot of the same people and mostly those people came from you telling me about them. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, that's been an interesting thing yeah, I have like mixed feelings about like DP, DP relationships. Like it can be weird in some ways. Um, and, you know, you're just constantly kind of the, the competitive part of it is sort of hard to avoid because you're constantly almost on a daily basis sent an email saying like, you didn't get this job, so-and-so did. And it's like in writing in your face, every day and that then it's hard to like not have feelings about those people you know and like about yourself and I think I what I noticed is like the best way to like break through all of that is to just meet people and talk to them and like that's when you like that kind of like melts away like I would definitely not feel bad about losing a job to you <laughs> like in any way and and like uh Same. so I, yeah, so like that's I think that's like a really important lesson that that stuff can kind of like overwhelm you um, if you're just like in a down period in your career or whatever. And like one way to feel better about it is to actually like meet the people that you're kind of competitive with because mm -hmm. usually they will be your friend. Um, yeah. 
Do directors feel like that, you think? What do you think, Gia? Um, well, I always admire like American Zoetrope where they were always really competitive, but like friends and they kind of like fed off of each other in that way. Oh. I, I feel like I always try to, and, and love to be friends with other directors and hear about their war stories and, and you know, admire their work, but also be jealous of their work and, and become friends and it kind of you know, makes it a fun bond. But, um, I got, I got another question about, um, the question is, um, have you ever found yourself um, feeling like you're not being listened to or taken seriously because you are a woman in the film business or struggled in any way because of being a woman in the film business? So that's a no. <laughs> Never. No, I was just, I was letting her take the lead on that one, giving her um, the opportunity to answer that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, of course. Yeah, that it 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 happens. Um, but again, it's who you surround yourself with, right? Because like we're all there's so many. I mean, there are not that many female DPs. There's more female directors out in the open now that they they've always been around, but now they're getting more jobs. I'm currently working with one, and you know, it's like five years ago, this person wouldn't have had this job potentially. Um, so it's getting better. I didn't really have it much early in my career, to be honest. Like, I was lucky to always work with people that like were respectful of me, minus gender. Um, but yeah, I've encountered it for sure. And I find that, yeah, you have to speak up about it. You can't let them um, get away with stuff, you know, and thinking that that's, that, that kind of behavior is like acceptable on set. Um, but yeah, I mean, G and I have encountered it for sure. Um, you know, in, in, in some way on, on projects that we've done. But but yeah, I feel like there are so many filmmakers out there that have supported me. Like I did a post once on Instagram about the kind of male directors that and producers that have really helped me. Um, and I think that's so important because that's how you grow, right? And um, not all men are um, uh, always gonna choose men. Like there's so many um, men in film that do look to women and are really open with choosing um, females for heads of department. So, um, and yeah, I, I appreciate that, obviously. Gia? Um, yeah. <laughs> is there, has it been like in any particular way or is it something that you had to like deal with? Like you had to like do something about or is just something you kind of feel every once in a while? it's just hard to recognize a little bit but then you kind of you know talking to autumn and other women and sometimes you're like oh that that could be what i'm feeling um and i don't know sometimes i i feel like i don't know envious of certain people that i feel like why why am i i don't know i don't know what to, yeah mm -hmm. You feel like that's part of the reason why. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it could yeah, be part of the reason. Like, yeah. Knowing other female directors too, like it seems like it's just hard to get your foot in the door sometimes. And even with certain 
projects um, just seems like something's a lot harder. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I was feel like, um, I really love working with female directors because I always just feel like a lot less um, like competitiveness with me like on set like I sometimes I sometimes feel like there's just when you're meeting someone for the first time in a commercial or something it's like you've only known each other for a day that there can be kind of like this edge to it with a lot of people where I'm always concerned about like saying too much or like stepping on people's toes and then I feel a lot less of that energy I've noticed with female directors. I always am excited about that opportunity and um, yeah, so. Yeah. I also feel like on, a, on set, it's kind of like, I noticed when I, the first time I moved in with a, one of my girlfriends when I was a young man, <laughs> I noticed that like, um, you know, like when you live with someone, when you're in this like sort of more of like a pressure cooker situation, like that if things go unsaid and un kind of like uh, addressed that they get like really bad, really fast. And like in that kind of situation and that, that to me as I've grown up is exactly how it feels on set. It's just like these little things that happen that you notice or you can feel kind of can get like really significant really fast if you don't address them on a movie or something where you're like forced to like be together all day every day for a long period of time um and so i feel like what you guys are saying it's like it could just be like this little thing or sort of like a comment or the way that you're you feel about how you're being treated it's sort of quiet that it can get like really bad really fast if it's not like addressed yeah there's also a little bit of this like thing of just always getting like female focused material and it's just like that I don't want to just do that like I want to do a football commercial mm -hmm. and uh, so then that's a little bit annoying I guess but but to Autumn's point like it's there's a lot of amazing men and it's it's really just personalities um, and finding the right personalities to mesh mm -hmm. with yeah so what what's next guys what's max you're you're gonna start a new project soon um i'm yeah i'm shooting handmaid's tale season four right now um we're here for a while so i'll be here for a bit and then yeah we, we're developing a movie with uh warner max hbo max right now which i'm really excited about and hopefully we'll get to do at some point. Um, but it's a very weird time, right? For this industry, I feel I hesitate to answer that question to us because it's like, yeah, who knows when we're going to be allowed to make movies again properly and where will those movies be distributed and what's going on? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and what, and how, how has the feeling been on set, like in regard to that stuff? Like, I mean, just in, in regard to COVID, like how has, how has it been like being on like an onset environment in regard to that? Uh, well, they've been like really, they really went above and beyond, you know, they, and they have the means to, to be honest, you know, I don't know if everyone has the means to do it in the way 
that I'm sure Autumn shows the, the same, you know, it's like we're very lucky to be on something that um, has the capacity to take care of everyone in that way. I mean, I think the irony is probably right now the safest place for you to be is on set because mm -hmm. everyone is tested so frequently. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm in Canada, people are very civilized here, um, everywhere, you know, just not, not only on set, it's just there's a real kind of sense of decency and you think that people take it seriously. So it's never been a concern. It doesn't seem to, so far anyway, I've only shot a little bit, but it, it doesn't seem to um, affect the creativity at all or like the workflow. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been good. I mean, my, my biggest concerns right now are much more to do with distribution and where our work will be shown. And then what does that mean for what work can be made and how it can be made and all that stuff. Um, it's just interesting. Yeah. Time. And Gia, what about you? What are you working on these days? I'm gonna do this quibby sci-fi television show um, probably sometime next year and then I've just been writing. Cool. Mm -hmm. And Autumn, you're like you're like halfway through your show, something like that? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Because we took that hiatus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, same, same thing Max said, it's really, the means are there to keep people safe, um, and that allows us to feel good about, you know, what we're being around so many people, right, because that's pretty much what we've been told not to do for the past six months, mm -hmm. um, so it feels a bit weird, but then you kind of get into the swing of things, and it becomes kind of second nature, all the little protocols and stuff, um, but yeah, it's good. I mean, I don't feel like, I feel like, and maybe Max similar, is that I think we can still do the same job and get the same product. Um, it takes a little bit more time maybe, and the way in which you get there is a bit weirder, right? Because of all the stuff that's going on. But I feel like the work can still be good. And that was something that I guess I questioned when, when I went back, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna be so focused on something else and not be able to see creatively and, and do the same visuals and the, be the same filmmaker but i found that now that we've gotten in the swing of things at least for me as a dp um i, I feel comfortable with like delivering the same type of stuff that i was before and i don't feel as though it's that much different mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah, yeah what about you um i i'm just shooting commercials and reading things and trying to find the right story you know um i just i get like really uh um i just feel like i always really feel like i need to be like a hundred a hundred percent before i do like a long form thing or else i sort of go crazy so mm -hmm. I try to, but you just spent a year on that show right that was like a year yeah yeah um yeah that was the longest shoot i'd i've ever done by like twice as many days or something so yeah. it was like 117 days oh, how, how long is your shoot mine yeah well, don't answer that question she's gonna get shot in the head yeah, yeah exactly no you're not allowed to answer that shoot, that question okay. got it i was like oh can i answer that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i don't know i'm just just reading things but um yeah, taking it taking it slow. <laughs> well, I feel so like next year is when 
things would happen, right? I mean, I would assume you, both you, Max and Gia, like, is anyone telling you that they can get stuff off the ground in the fall or it's mostly like next year? Um, yeah, some people are, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just kind of amazed at how much is happening even now. It's kind of shocking to me. Um, and how much, you know, it's how much kind of preparation and planning and everything is going into it and like budgets that have, you know, like COVID contingency and stuff. It's like, I mean, I know it's killed a lot of films, um, but like, it's crazy to me, the ones that are getting going, like on a big scale, it's, you know, I hope it, I hope it works out. I hope everything doesn't get shut down again. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like you guys have been going and you're okay, so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, is there anything else you guys want to discuss? Or is, are we, should we wind it down here? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank cool. you for doing it, Jody. You've been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Good all of you guys, guys for taking the time. I know you guys are all busy, but um, yeah, no, I just want to say that I like honestly think that all the people on this panel are so special and I've been very lucky to be friends with all these people. So um, if anyone is able to meet or collaborate with these people in the future, you will be very happy. <laughs> miss you, miss you, miss you. Miss you. Miss you. Um, bye, guys. Bye. See ya. Bye.